0: Attention fans, this, this is the Devil State, State of Mind, Mind podcast. podcast, brought to brought you by to the, you hockey the Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Now, now here's your host, here's your host Neil Villapiano.
1: And what is going on, Devil's fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant. Your number one source, Neil Villa Piano. And welcome to another edition, a Thanksgiving edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. And again, guys, happy Thanksgiving. You guys are hearing this on Thursday uh, the 23rd of November. So happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate here in the United States. And I hope you guys are having a happy and healthy Thanksgiving with whoever you're celebrating it with. And as always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Shout out as always to our lovely sponsors, SeatGeek, DraftKings, Raycon, and of course, Horns and Tail, Napa Valley. And believe me, guys, we have some pretty good offers that we'll talk about later on in this episode, so you guys should definitely go check those out. You can use our promo codes down below to get exclusive, really awesome deals from all of our sponsors. So thank you to all of them for being being official sponsors of the Devil's State of Mind podcast as well as the Hockey Podcast Network. So I'm recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon, a little bit before 2 p.m. Eastern here in New Jersey, and tonight the Devils are on the road taking on the Detroit Red Wings, Who and the Devils are looking to obviously get back on the winning form after coming off, basically collapsing in the third period against the Rangers over on Saturday, and they're taking on, as mentioned, the Red Wings. The Red Wings are coming off a You know, they've been struggling, I think is kind of a good word to put it. A little bit of a slide. Uh, Just came back from the Global Series over in Sweden. Had some heartbreak over there, but uh, they definitely had a little bit of success as well. But we are going to talk about both teams and talk a little bit more about the Detroit run wings and to do that we have a very special guest joining us here on this edition of the devil state of mind podcast a uh, really good friend of mine he actually was just uh doing some stuff with the puck wave as well but nonetheless it is with great pleasure that we welcome on winged wheel media aka my good buddy ryan ryan what is going on my friend and welcome to the devil state of mind podcast
0: what's up baby thank you for having me on
1: of course, we appreciate you coming on and taking some time out of your day to uh, to do this. So let's kind of jump right into it here and really first and foremost, look at the standings. Now, again, the standings are going to be different by the time you guys are listening and or watching this uh, this episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. But currently, the Detroit Red Wings, after 17 games, 8, 6, and 3, 19 points, as they are currently just three points out of the top three spot behind both the Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And of course, with our New Jersey Devils. Again, they have really been struggling of late as they have lost four of their last five. They are 8-7-1. Seven, 17 points currently tied for six. Place in the Metropolitan Division with the New York Islanders as uh, both teams look to try to get themselves a much-needed win year right before the the little holiday break that we have. Really, it's only like a day, honestly. But nonetheless, a big week for both teams. Again, the Devils got three games coming up. After this, they go back home to take on the Blue Jackets on Friday, and then Saturday night for the Devil's Hockey Fight Cancer night, they'll be taking on the Buffalo Sabres, and the Detroit Red Wings, as mentioned before, are coming back from their global series um, over in Sweden. And Ryan, I wanted to first talk to you really quickly about your overall thoughts about the Red Wings
0: uh, in the global series last week. It's I don't know. I mean, we played good against Ottawa. Like, we went down 4 nothing, but four goals in seven minutes. I can't complain we got a point there. And then same thing in Toronto. We played good for 40 minutes, which usually we don't. We play good in, like, the second-ish half, but that's kind of been the problem this season is just not showing up for all 60 minutes because we know the team can score. I mean, almost every game it feels like they're scoring in bunches in, like, just a two, three-minute span out of nowhere, but it's kind of the starts that are costing them games. But against the Toronto game, I guess they kind of lost their composure in the third, and we obviously William Nylander. He's been unbelievable. You know, Leafs' offense has been great. Our defense hasn't been the best, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's a huge deal that they have to clean up. But I mean, thus far, I'm still happy where they are.
1: Yeah, and as mentioned before, you know the Red Wings are not that far out of a playoff spot, and and again, you know it's still early in the year. You know we're into late November now. People are still
0: kind of freaking out, but. We're not even twenty. We're not even a quarter of the way yet, uh, of the season in. So I'm not tripping yet.
1: And exactly, and that's the same attitude that I have talking to all of you, lovely Devils fans. Same thing. Yeah, obviously things are not going the way that we all hoped when the season started. Devils are a bit banged up with Nico Hishar still out, although he did practice the last two days, so he is getting much closer to playing. Timo Meyer still out. Tomas Nosik got hurt against the Rangers, so uh, Devils are a bit banged up and. Again, you know, it, it's still very early in the year. Again, no team has come close to playing twenty games yet this season. We're not even at the the quarter mark of the season, so I think uh, you know it, it's tough to stay patient when things are not going the way that you expect. But from both of these teams, respected both the Devils and Red Wings, uh, it's still pretty early in the year, and a lot can change between now and even a month from now. I think a month from now might be a bit more of a better evaluation of how everything is because by that time we'll hit the Christmas. Um, the Christmas time. So yeah, the red wings had, um, you know, they, they they had a, they had a tough global series. It was a fun event. I think we, every single game was close, really exciting. Uh, obviously with the red wings and senators game to kind of kick it off, kind of a brutal way to, uh, to get it going there with that, um, Overtime loss to the Senators, uh, with Stutzler getting that goal right at the end. But nonetheless, I think the Red Wings are kind of in a good spot in terms of the team developing the turn. In terms of just the way the whole roster is constructed, and I kind of, Ryan, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on just a couple of things that you've seen so far from Detroit up until this point that you really like um, from this team.
0: Uh, definitely the goal scoring. Cause last year that was a huge problem for us. I feel like there were some games that we were in, but the goal scoring was a huge issue this year. I think, I don't know as of right now, cause we haven't played in like four or five days, but last time I like, you know, we were playing normally before the global series. I think we were second or third in the league in goal scored, which is a good sign, but you know, goaltending, especially Huso, he hasn't been that good. Like last year he was our MVP, like maybe halfway through the year, but then he got a hip, he got a hip injury. I don't know if he got surgery for it, but it's kind of been tough on him. Reimer has been pretty good. Lion played pretty decent. I like the way he played, but I guess the defense hasn't been that good. Like, yeah, Petrie and Sherrod, I think they were on the on the ice for every goal against against Ottawa. So I guess that's something they still have to fix that we're still a little bit away from. But I'm really happy with the offense, though. And uh at least the depth with Daniel Sprong. He was a great pickup. Alex DeBrinka. he's been hot. Obviously, last seven games, he's been a, he's slowed down a little bit. Obviously, he's not gonna keep up the same goal scoring pace, but I love the way Raymond's playing, he's been great. So at least the offense, at least even though we're losing, it's still at least fun to watch with the offense.
1: And I think that's a good I think that's a good attitude to have and, and what you kind of want from a team that maybe doesn't have you know championship aspirations and still trying to rebuild themselves. That even if they do lose a good amount of games, they still make it entertaining. They're still competitive in every game. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way
0: you look yeah, at it. Yeah, even... the impatience kicks in because there are a lot of fans who are used to championships that are still kind of like, you know, like complaining and moaning. But it's like, we're still in the rebuild. You know, what do you want us to do? They're not going to win every single game. Obviously, we're not going to have star defensemen just yet. It takes time. You're absolutely right. There's no
1: question about it. You mentioned Alex to bring it before two goals and an assist in his last five games. So decent amount. But... Obviously, he's kind of cooled off a, a bit since uh, yeah. since the start of the year. Um, and that kind of brings me to my next point. I want to talk about Alex it. I, I found this picture I thought you might enjoy. Uh, oh, when it yeah. scored against the Devils back on opening night, which feels like an eternity ago, eternity since that game actually happened. But Alex it so far uh, has had a pretty solid year. So far through 17 games, 11 goals, 6-17 points and also a plus-minus, of plus-four. And despite all that, he actually is still behind uh, his fellow countrymen and New Jersey Devils superstar Jack Hughes, who has six goals, 16 assists for 22 points in just 11 games. He finally came back into the lineup against the Rangers after being out the last couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. He will be playing tonight. Alex DeBriga will be playing tonight. Also should mention really quickly, Alex Lyon, as far as we know, is going to be the starter for the Red Wings tonight against the New Jersey Devils. So we'll see what the Devils decide to do. They had an optional skate uh, prior to tonight's game. So, uh, And we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game a little bit later. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Ryan, on both DeBrinkett and Jack Hughes. I think it's fair to say that in some regards they are very similar in the way that they play the game. They both clearly, clearly um, – are very, very fast, and they both have very wicked wrist shots. The one thing that I would say is a difference between the two is that Jack Hughes is more of a pass-first type of guy. He really makes some tremendous passes, while DeBricket, I feel like, is more considered to be a guy who has a nose for the goal, a sniper, a goal scorer, however you want to describe it. What what are your thoughts on both of these guys and being two of the best American-born players in the game right now?
0: Right now, the similarities I kind of see that I've noticed for a while, obviously both American, but they're both a little undersized. And I notice all undersized player, uh, all undersized players, they all play kind of a similar game because when you're growing up and you're smaller than other players, you have to play the game differently. You know what I mean? It's not the same because you can't like throw hits as much, but it is a little bit easier to like hide from the defense. You can be a little bit more sneaky because I was undersized when I was, you know, growing up playing hockey. So when I watch Hughes and DeBrinket play. I'm not saying it's like super similar because I feel like Hughes has a little bit of a different, you know, style to his game, but both do have like the same, I guess, uh, overall, not overall play, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like both kind of utilize their size because they're, I think they're both, is Hughes under six feet? Uh Hughes is currently under
1: six feet. He is uh let me just do, uh, double check here. He's five eleven. So he's okay, just yeah. right so up both are, right below yeah, both six are under
0: like the league average. So they at least take that to their advantage. Like you said, they're both super especially when I watch Hughes. Oh my god, he flies, man. He can skate. Right. Now Debrinki, he's fast too, but I don't think he's as fast as Hughes, but both kind of bring that edge because they're smaller, but they know how to utilize it, which I do love. Yeah, and they're both—they both
1: really kind of showcase the way—the the way that the NHL game is going to now with a lot more
0: speed and a lot more just just quick plays all together. And yeah, it's not like think, the old school style, you don't need to, like you don't need to be as big anymore. Like if you're small, it doesn't matter. No, you, you don't. And, and,
1: I think the exciting thing for for both of us looking at it from just the United States standpoint in terms of international play, both of those guys are going to be key components to this United States team once we start getting ready to play potentially in the Olympics and also in the World Cup of Hockey coming up in a couple of years, which... Um, Just really quickly with the World Cup of Hockey, it looks like we are leaning towards 2025 for when the uh, next World Cup of Hockey would happen. So that'll be exciting. And with all these new, young, talented players, not just in the United States, but also in Canada and several other countries in Europe, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think for both of these players, uh, they are playing really, really well. And I wanted to ask one more question to you, Ryan, about Alex Debrinkin in this. Um, DeBrincat had some good amount of success while he was in Ottawa, right. but it seems like he has kind of taken his game a little bit more to another level since he got over to Detroit. Do you think that's because of a system fit? Do you think it's that because he feels more comfortable playing in Detroit and wanting to play in Detroit? Like, what what are your what, what do you think the reasons behind his early success so far in Detroit?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both because at least with uh, when when he came to Detroit, it was kind of his choice because he's—I don't know if he ever like officially requested a trade—but you know, we both kind of know he didn't want to stay in Ottawa. Like when he was in Chicago, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I'm sure he liked it there. Then he got blindsided by the trade to Ottawa, completely new system. He's playing on the second line. He's getting less minutes, and then obviously he's like you're putting Alex DeBrinket with a rookie center. I think it was Shane Pinto he's playing with, and he's playing dump and chase hockey. So I don't really. I mean, obviously, he's not, he's, he's not going to be a 40-goal scorer with a, a rookie center playing dump-and-chase hockey, whereas Detroit, he's playing on the top line. He's got Larkin with him. He's got some speed. And even though Detroit kind of does play dump-and-chase, at least when he's on a line with Larkin, I don't see them dumping and chasing as much, so it kind of gives him a little bit more freedom on the offense, which is why I think he's been way hotter to start this year.
1: Yeah, I think having a, a talented a talented tournament like Dylan Larkin, who, by the way, should just be noted that it wasn't that long ago that people speculated Dylan Larkin was either going to be traded or he was going to leave Detroit and go somewhere else. I do not doubt he was going
0: to leave, though.
1: You never had a doubt. All right, fair no. enough. I've just I've had people speculate before that they felt more leaning towards that he was going to leave, but it's good to see a guy like Larkin um, who's been there for a good amount of time now to stay there long term. I think Larkin sees the vision and what you know Steve Iserman and right. and the staff want to do uh, moving forward. So it's important. And yeah, I mean he's building. Really good chemistry on a Red Wings team that is being very patient in the rebuild, which coming from somebody who watched the Devils for many years slowly you know build this team to where it is, um, I respect it and I think it's the right move um, to make. And so that kind of brings me to a very, very interesting rumor, right? And I'm sure you, you know where I'm going to be going with this because – It's been the talk of the last couple of weeks, and we still don't really have a definitive idea as to when Kane's going to make a decision. I don't think he's really spoken about it, but we have to talk about, of course, the man they call Showtime, and that is Patrick Kane. Um, It has been reported over the last 24 to 48 hours from Frank Saravalli that apparently Patrick Kane did speak with the Detroit Red Wings brass. Um, and there seems to be a good amount of interest from Kane to the Red Wings and vice versa. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, they've, it's been reported that Kane is looking for a team that he can settle down with, with his family, which means obviously being there for a couple of years, but also that gives him a good chance to win a cup. And obviously this year may not be the year that Red Wings fans would say, this is going to be a year that we go and try to win a cup. But What are your overall thoughts on those rumors? And do
0: you do you want this to happen? Do you want Patrick Kane in Detroit? Bring him home. Bring him to Detroit. A lot of Wings fans don't want him because they think he's washed. Because of I don't know why people are so quick to write off Patrick Kane. He was still like decently close to a point per game playing because majority of the season he was on Chicago. Worst team in the league, I think. What else? He was playing through a hip injury with like, I don't think any 20 goal scorers. So I mean, I don't know what you expect. You know, I think even if you throw Crosby or McDavid, they would struggle on. They're playing with a hip injury on the worst team in the league. So I'm not really sure why people are so quick to writing him off. But, I mean, I grew up loving Patty Kane. I got a, I got his jersey right here with Chicago. Nice. But even though I'm a Wings fan, I always loved and appreciated watching Patty Kane. So, I mean, if he can come here and play with Debrinket, that would, I would absolutely love that. I mean, if you told me two, three years ago that Patty Kane and Debrinket are going to be Red Wings, I would say you're crazy. But, I mean, the fact that it could be reality right now, I would love it. Bring him home. And it's
1: good that you mentioned Alex to because obviously they played together in Chicago and, and it's been, um, rumored a bunch that having to break it in Detroit is making it a lot more possible right. that Patrick Kane would want to link up again with him and playing on potentially, I would assume that he would be on that top line, top power play unit
0: almost right away. No, probably. Yeah. And if he weren't, I'd say second line, but you know, regardless, they're on the same power play, I think. I think that would be one of those
1: um, moves that like nobody in the NHL would complain about in terms of like, if he were to go to Buffalo, nobody would complain that he went there. If he went to Detroit, I don't think people would complain. Matter of fact, I would just uh, use it as well. This is Steve Eiserman just going to build an empire again. And we have to, we have to brace right. for impact. Yeah, I've seen,
0: I've seen a lot of Buffalo fans. They really don't want him. They don't think that they need him. I was kind of shocked about that.
1: I think it's more because they have such a young team. They have one of the youngest teams in the league, and they're trying to, you know, do things, quote-unquote, the right way in terms of rebuilding and everything like that. And I think, again, you brought it up before that a lot of the assumption is that Patrick Kane seems to be washed. Uh, One of the big knocks that I've been critical of him is that his lack of defensive play in in the defensive zone, which, I mean – would you like him to be a little bit more responsible in the defensive end? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, It's a fair argument, but then again, when you're bringing the same offense that Patrick Kane usually brings, you don't have to worry about his defense. Right. And I
1: think the Red Wings are slowly building a pretty solid back end anyway, and they do have some For responsible sure. defensive forwards. So, I mean, having one guy on your team that's not exactly the the best as a forward on the defensive side is not necessarily the end of the world. So, you know, we'll see. Again, we, we don't really have – Any idea as to when Patrick Kane will make a decision? Who exactly is the favorite? I think right now the four teams that are most likely to end up getting him would be Buffalo, Detroit, um, Toronto, and Florida. And Florida seems like probably one that Kane would lead to as well especially from if he's still recovering from his injury in the warm weather, playing for a team that just went to the cup final, playing alongside no
0: state state taxes in Florida and no
1: state taxes. And also playing with Matthew Kachuk as well could be very enticing to him, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. He is uh, one of the most coveted in season free agents that we've had in a while. And it all, and again, he mentioned that he's pretty healthy up until this point, but now it's about him making a decision where he's going to go and what he does once he gets on the ice. So uh, one of the last things I wanted to discuss with you, and it kind of involves tonight's game against the Devils, is that the Red Wings are doing a giveaway, but not just any giveaway. Since it's the day before Thanksgiving, um, and if you guys are seeing this on YouTube, you, you can see what I'm talking about. The Red Wings are giving away a, I guess you would call it, what, a gravy pourer? Is that what we're going to...
0: Is that what we're going with? I call it I'm not sure what it's called, though, the official name.
1: But it's supposed to be, it's in the design of a Red Wing Zamboni, and I don't know if it's made of plastic or whatnot. Like, it's very, I, I'm assuming it's a plastic thing. Um, but the def, but uh, the Red Wings are giving this out, I think, to the first 18,000 fans or 15,000 something along those lines tonight, uh, which, by the way, I think right now this is probably the coolest giveaway that any NHL team has has um done so far this year what what are your what are your thoughts on uh when you see this ryan i'll be honest i'm not a fan of gravy but i love it though it's nice i don't think there's i don't think there's a lot of people that are fans of gravy. i don't know very many that are um i mean you could use it for probably boatload of different things other than gravy right. so but use it for syrup. that's fair That's fair, and and it's it's good. I think it's a unique thing, and so for anybody who has a chance to go out to the game tonight against the Devils, uh, I would highly recommend you try to get there early so you can get this. Now, let's talk really quickly about tonight's game. Again, by the time you guys are listening to this episode, we will already have known the result of what happened, but really quickly, Ryan, what do you expect from... Uh, the Red Wings, after obviously not playing the last couple of days, coming back from the Global Series. Um, what, what do you what do you want to see? What do you expect from the Red Wings tonight in their first game back in
0: Detroit? Just playing a full 60 minutes. That's it. They play a full 60 minutes. We win the President's Trophy because we are the greatest comeback team. Like, if we play just good in the first period, we could win all 82 games. They're the greatest comeback team I've ever seen in my life. Like, we're, we were down 4 nothing against Ottawa, I was saying. It's not over yet. It's not done. And obviously yeah. they proved it again, but you know, you still gotta show up for that first 20, 30-ish minutes. I think that's
1: I think that's a very good set. And I would say relatively the same thing from the Devils perspective. The Devils have still yet to play a full 60 minutes of hockey. I think the closest you could say from the Devils is, is when we beat um beat Pittsburgh five to two in Pittsburgh last week. That was probably right. the closest that the Devils had in terms of in terms of just playing a full 60 minutes, but would love to see that. Jack's obviously back just his second game back. Um, Devil's getting a little bit healthier and, you know, hopefully the goaltending can improve. It's something that has been the team's Achilles heel. The defense has been struggling a bit and uh, really quickly, Ryan, other than Jack Hughes, because I feel like that would have been your answer if I said anybody, but other than Jack Hughes, who is somebody on the Devils that you're keeping your eye on in this
0: game tonight? Oh, Luke Hughes, for sure. Interesting. So I've been keeping up with him way before the Devils picked him. I've always been a fan of the Hughes brothers. So when he was playing with the, with Michigan and Team USA in the Olympics or whatever it was, I was always having an eye on him because, I mean, he plays just like Quinn. He's a little bit bigger, but you look at the way he plays, he's so good offensively. Yeah, and he's
1: uh, he's slowly growing, growing into being a very top defenseman. Uh, he's been getting a lot of power play time. I wouldn't recommend playing him alongside Dougie Hamilton because you have two offensive defensemen right. at the top and that's, unless you're on the power play, that's a recipe uh, for disaster. But Luke Hughes has really come into his own. He's not like blowing anybody out the out the water right now in terms of stats and everything, but I think he's, he's uh, developed pretty nicely so right. far and still, what is still really his first full year in the National Hockey League in terms of the Red Wings. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Cop tonight. Um, he had a pretty good game against the Devils the last time they played, and you know he he had a bunch of success when he was with the Rangers as well when they played against the Devils. So he's one of those guys I would consider to be a Devil killer. Um, so it's somebody that I think the Devils should keep their eye on other than obviously to break it and Mark right. and Lucas Raymond and all those guys. But you know, this is going to be a good matchup between two relatively young teams with a good amount of speed um, should be a good one tonight. Should be a good one for both of these teams as they get ready uh, for this matchup again tonight, 7 PM Eastern in Detroit uh, Red Wings first game back since the global series uh, devil's first game since Saturday night when they lost five to three to the New York Rangers. Now, uh, Ryan, before I let you go, and again, thank you so much for, for coming on today, course, is course. is this. Um, it is obviously Thanksgiving by the time you guys are listening to this uh, episode. So my question to you, kind of a fun question, is what is one thing that Red Wings fans as a whole can be thankful
0: for? As of right now? Alex, yeah, as of right now. Alex Dobrynka, no question.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's, I think that was probably what I would assume would have been the most likely answer. So I like that. Uh, I th- he's been more than advertised, I think. Better than advertised, oh, yeah. I think, if you're a Red Wings fan. For the Devils, I would say the thankfulness is that Jack Hughes picked up right where he left off after being hurt. I And mean, hey, he scored
0: the that game too right against the Rangers.
1: Yeah, it uh it turned
0: out its the puck went through Shisterkin's legs, turned out its side, and just slowly rolled into the net. It was I turned a, on the game what? like two, three minutes after he scored. I called him scoring. I knew he was going to score the game. He came back. I
1: mean, he he wanted to play in that game, he wanted to get back on the ice, got a goal, got an assist, picked up right where he left off. And so we'll see if he can continue that um, hopefully tonight and moving forward through the rest of the season. But Ryan, man, thank you so much for coming on and taking some time, man. We really do appreciate it. Before I let you go though. I do this with all my guests. I like to roll out the red carpet and give you the platform to kind of let the folks at home uh, know where they can follow you and anything you got going on. So the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, uh,
0: Instagram, Winged Wheel Media. We just hit 4,000 followers. Zesty Hockey News. I'm not like as active. I upload, you know, maybe two posts a week, but that's getting pretty close to 7,000 followers. So, yeah, just stay updated with those two. Awesome, man. So make sure you go check those out as well. Go follow Devil State of Mind podcast
1: on all the social media platforms. You can see right above here Devil State of Mind on Facebook, Devil State of Mind on Instagram, and Devil State over on Twitter. But Ryan, man, thank you so much for doing this. And we will definitely have you back on. Happy Thanksgiving to you, thank you and you all too. of your family and friends, man. And uh, thank you so much again. Of course. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY to 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See draftkings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. What's up, Devils fans? It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Believe me, I should know. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You could shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because they're in early Black Friday sales going on right now. And you've heard me talk about Raycon products before, especially with the noise-canceling earbuds and headphones. They are absolutely tremendous, really great for when you need to truly focus on things or just get yourself in a good place head-wise. They're absolutely phenomenal. Raycon made the first name for themselves in the audio space with products like everyday earbuds known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. In this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of the premium tech brands. It's no wonder that their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping right now, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. And hurry up right now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off statewide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THP